Show. Your home for Southeast Motorsports coverage. Here's your host, Tom Baker. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Lead Lap Show. Lead Lap Radio, as we like to call it, and uh, glad to be back with you for another week. Of course, this show now airing on WSIC Saturday mornings, 9 a.m. Eastern, as the lead-in to uh, Lenny Batiki's PRNs at the track as part of the 90-Minute Horsepower Hour. Yes, that's right, the 90-Minute Horsepower Hour. It's government math, folks. I mean, that's just how it works. Uh, happy to be with you, Tom Baker. And joined in the studio today by Connor Mozak, and we're anxious to talk to Connor. Connor uh, is a driver from Charlotte who, um, as you will hear, has only been racing a short while, but he's climbed the ladder quick. We're going to talk to him about uh, where he's been, what he's doing now, and uh, what the future holds for him. So he has joined us in the WSIC studio, and we've got Hunter Weaver joining us in a little while to talk some dirt track racing as well, Chris Murdoch behind the big board producing for us today, as always. And uh, Peter Strahd is in studio, but he's just um, warming up for uh, the next show that we record on Monday night, which is um, called The Inside Pass, and that's our syndicated show. So Yeah, uh, everybody, everybody hears the 90-minute horsepower hour, but we actually have like three hours of <laughs> Yeah, hours we record about three hours of radio one night, but uh, that's what makes it fun. So, uh, again, it's good to have you all with us. A uh, reminder that um, we would love for all of you to go to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and we would love for you to like or follow whatever the social media calls for steering wheel nation, which is at the wheel nation at the wheel nation. Uh, that's our social media for the brand new brand that's uh, launching here in the next 30 days or so. The website is uh, being finished up now, but the socials are active and we're going to start doing some cool content. So, and if you're avid book readers, we'll have something for you very soon. Yes. Um, we are going to actually give away. A book this week on the Lead Lap social, Lead Lap Facebook. So, again, that's at Lead Lap Show. At Lead Lap Show, go like that one too. But we'll tell you about that a little bit later in the program. We're going to give away a copy of a book called Deadly Driver, which is a really cool book. So, um, We'll get to that in a minute, but uh, we want to talk to Connor Mozak because that's why we brought him here. Connor, happy to have you back in the studio. Been a while, and uh, this show now moving to kind of home base on Saturday mornings here in WSIC. So want to give uh, the local audience uh, who doesn't know a lot about you a chance to know you better and uh, know what you're about. So first of all, you're how old now? I am 22. 22 from Charlotte, North Carolina. Yes, sir. And you have only been racing for like, what, four years? This will be year five, yeah. Year five that's ending now? Yes. Wow, okay. So you started when you were 18. Right. So for the locals here who are listening who don't know much about you, talk about how you got started. What? Why not till 18 and kind of what? why all of a sudden did uh, you decide at 18 years old, I want to drive a race car, Daddy? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Um, you know, it's always something I've been – passionate about growing up uh especially more in the street cars and um actual racing till you know as i got older i got more into the racing side and uh got to do a racing experience at trout motor speedway when i was 16 and that's kind of what really ignited my passion 
and um, we just were able to talk to some of the guys there about how to get into it competitively, and they set us up with a legend car team, and uh, we got together with them, and, and um, it took a year or two to convince my family I was serious, but uh, I finally was able to do that, um, so that's why it took till 18. What was what was that sales process like between, from you to your family? Like, I, I mean... Was it that they just didn't think you were kind of the racing type? I mean, I don't know. As I as I know, did you play any sports in school or anything? I mean, are you kind of athletic in general? Is that? Yeah, I mean, I played all sorts of sports growing up. Um, you know, in in high school, uh, more full time lacrosse. Um, I played football, basketball, soccer, everything, and you know, lower school, middle school. Okay. Um, so lacrosse was kind of my thing in high school, and I was actually planning on going to college for it, possibly. Oh, wow. Um, probably not D1 or anything, but um, then, you know, the racing thing, you know, we decided to try it um, halfway through my senior year, and that kind of changed everything, but um, yeah, I was still playing lacrosse um, for my school full-time for, uh, you know, the first six months I was racing, and then... Then I started transitioning more into just the racing uh, and taking that more seriously. Lacrosse is a crazy sport. It's like a full contact, like, it, it, and I mean, like there's lacrosse and there's box lacrosse, which is, I guess, kind of like what indoor lacrosse is that sort right. of an indoor version of. And I've watched a couple box lacrosse. Yeah, box games. lacrosse is just wild, nasty. <laughs> like that's. <laughs> I haven't ever done it, but it looks like. Uh, Another level, yeah. It's it's just uh, it's incredibly uh, incredible how aggressive that is. But um, that's uh, it's an interesting sport. You and Daniel Wilk, who's another local racer, show mm-hmm. that Daniel's a big lacrosse player mm-hmm. too. Legends Car Racing was where I really first got to meet you, and it was pretty eye opening to see somebody start so late but pick up you know it so quick. What was that learning process like? Because you haven't had the experience in some of those lower divisions like a lot of those other people what was it like getting to race with some of those bigger people yeah i mean the the first year obviously um was just a big learning experience we ran you know second half of the field pretty much everywhere we went uh we we did okay at some of the local concord shows but you know summer shootout and that sort of things was just a big learning experience for sure um and that was really just me trying to figure it out on my own i didn't really have anybody coaching me how to do anything until uh then we got hooked up with dennis lambert there towards the end of that first year and he was able to really coach me and help me use the experience i learned all year into actually making speed and that's really when everything changed for me Uh, and then we started um, being competitive and winning races soon after that and that had to be a really interesting time because i mean most kids obviously now are starting at five and six years old you were you were at a point at 18 where most kids are 10 years before that or more. And, and you know, what was that? I feel like that had to be at least a little bit like, you know, you're, you, you got advanced in school by a grade cause you were good at math, but you didn't. And now you're with all these older kids, right? Like it just, did you feel like a fish out of water at all first? Just kind of not, at, at 18, you're older than most of the kids you probably raced against, but they were so far ahead of you in terms of their skill set development? 
Oh, yeah. I mean, the first lap I ever did um, on track was the Roval at Charlotte Motor Speedway, the, the Legends Roval they do there. Yeah. And, like, first corner I went out, looked in my mirror, and saw a bunch of cars and went straight to the wall. Just didn't even... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, sort of like Kevin Harvick, if you watch. Yeah. The yeah. It, yeah, it was about like that. Um, so, obviously, you know, it took me a minute to get used to my surroundings. <laughs> um, but yeah, even still now, you know, guys I, I race against um, that are younger than me, you know, they're tough to beat. But they have, you know, four or five more years experience than I do, even though they're four or five years younger than I am. So, kind of have to keep that in perspective, even though. I'm older than they are. They still, I could still learn a lot from them because they have more experience than I have. So uh, it's definitely been tough. Um, and even there's a lot of guys that, you know, in late models and Trans Am that, you know, these older guys that have 20, 30 years experience. Yeah. Um, makes it that much tougher. And I sort of want to talk about where you went after that into the late models because uh, when. You, we say you've been racing for five years. You've done a lot of big races. I mean, you went down a couple of years ago and, and ran speed weeks in that late model. What was that whole experience like, jumping from the legend car into that late model and racing with some of the best in you know the country? Yeah, the uh, the first year I did late models just mostly locally around Hickory, kind of learning how to race that style of car. Uh, yeah, then the next year we wanted to get real serious and competitive and went down to New Smyrna, did the pro late model series, and pretty much found success there fortunately we didn't get the win even though you know we were leading off or into turn three in the last lap and got wrecked and should have won two or three other times got run on the wall closing laps um almost won the championship down there um so it was a good week i feel like you know just racing every night like that someone new like me uh helps give a get a lot of experience quickly and, and help adapt to a new track and a new car yeah, I mean, you went from Legends into Late Models, and since then you've run ARCA Cars, you've run Trans Am, and, um, you know, you're, yeah, I mean, I watched you at VIR, looked very competitive in the Trans Am car, not, I know what your best day there, you had some handling issues or whatever, but um, it was just interesting, you know, again, some of the guys that you were racing against have been out, been doing that a long, long time, and um, I've got to believe that... Uh, it's a whole lot of fun running a Trans Am at a high speed around a road course like VIR for uh, 30 minutes or an hour, though. Oh, yeah. Trans Am's been the most fun series for me. I love all the tracks they go to. The cars are amazing to drive, um, and the competition's really tough at the front. So uh, I learned a lot battling with those guys and just love going to the various tracks they go to. What has been – has there been a track that you have particularly been fond of so far that you've run with the Trans Am car? We'll get into this more in depth next segment but yeah i mean i i think my favorite's probably laguna seca uh the track itself but also the so historic the area around it is, is amazing as well uh Watkins Glen has got to be up there too we ran really well there Gee, i wonder why <laughs> um i'd say those are my my top two but vir is great i mean there really hasn't been any that i haven't liked so it's it's been a great year and I'll give you a hint, folks. It wasn't because it's in wine country, because even though he's 22, I don't think Connor really drinks much. Um, he won his first Trans Am race at Watkins Glen just uh, here in the last month or so, give or take, and uh, really excited about that. We're going to talk to him about that and, uh, of course, more when we come back around the turn. But we got to step aside more with Connor Mozak, and we got Hunter Weaver coming up to talk dirt track, too, as lead lap continues right after this. 
You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their car, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444, Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own Pacey in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, I'm Jesse Love, and you're listening to Lead Lap Radio. Welcome back to Lead Lap. Jesse Love, Speak of the Devil, is going to be on our um, Inside Pass show next week. Um, Jesse um, is now tied for the ARCA West points lead going into the last race at Phoenix. He was, he went into this past weekend's race um, with a bit of a lead, and uh, the driver that he was racing against spun him out at the end of the race So um, uh, and ended up taking himself out of the um, the action as well. So as it all worked out, um, 
it ended up uh, that the driver who won that race ended up being the guy who leapfrogged uh, from third to tied for first with Jesse going into the last race. So it was uh, was a, a pretty controversial um, night of racing out there in California with the Arc West Series. But we've got Connor Mozak in the studio with us, and um, we started to talk about the fact that you picked up your first win in the Trans Am Series at Watkins Glen just about a month ago or so. Um, this has been an interesting season for you, I feel like, in Trans Am, Connor, because you, you've you had kind of an up-and-down year. You've had a lot of speed, and then there have been times when, you know, Lady Luck just hasn't been in your corner, um, and then other times when you ran really well and just didn't quite get to the win, and you finally put it all together at Watkins Glen. Um, what do you think was kind of the... Was there something about that weekend that just sort of tipped you over the edge, or what do you? Why do you think that happened to be the weekend that you ended up getting the win? I think we had just been getting closer and closer every week. Um, Nashville, we were really close. I was just going to talk about that. Yeah, led my first laps there, and unfortunately gave the the win away on the restart there at the end. But um, you know, learned from that mistake, and I think that's something I was able to use at Watkins Glen. Um, you know, we passed Rafa for the lead on the initial start. Uh, had a good restart there, but the day before, uh, or actually a week before, we went and tested at Watkins Glen, so I feel like I was already comfortable and up to speed once we, we showed up for the race weekend. Uh, I think, you know, my my team, Team SLR, their cars are really good at Watkins Glen. They've been pretty good there the last couple of years, so I think we, we had, you know, the most speed of anybody going into the weekend, and we led all the practice sessions. Uh, unfortunately, in qualifying, we had something break uh we were still able to manage uh, fourth place and then we just had a, a tough time uh on restarts and passing with the ta1 cars in front of us that we had a combined class race there um so we, we weren't able to make too much ground the first day um but we were we were fast so we started on the outside pole there and then we were just able to use our our speed to to drive away nashville is something i really wanted to talk about because that looked like a wild track, and it was a huge event oh, for yeah. road racing in general in the States in the first race on the streets of Nashville, and you guys were obviously sharing the track with the IndyCar Series, and I saw that you stayed for that too. What was that whole experience like, racing on the streets, going over the bridge, and just racing that tight racetrack? I mean, that was just an overall awesome weekend. Obviously, Nashville is a great town. Um, you know, the, the track was very different than anything i've ever experienced for a street course um the braking zones are really tough um but i think we had a little bit of a uh less of a disadvantage than we normally have you know every track we go to everybody's raced there for years and this was one where i didn't you know i was not the only new person to yeah, everybody was new right <laughs> first your course right so uh i think that helped us get up to speed more quickly and um you know i think we qualified second there um, and just uh, some about the racetrack that we liked and, um, way able to, to be fast there, but you know, the weekend was great. I mean, we had packed stands for our race, which was the first time we ever had that. It almost looked like you were in a, some kind of video game going down the streets and, you know, all the really? stands are packed right there. It was pretty cool. Uh, even the, the podium celebration, you know, it was packed there. People were going nuts and, um, and then it was cool, obviously, for the IndyCar race just to see the, the gathering that came out uh, to support motorsports that weekend in Nashville. There again, um, 
we talked about before the show started, we talked about VIR and I've, I've talked about that quite a bit on, you know, these last couple of shows um, because I was just so blown away by the atmosphere and sort of the festival um, type, you know, atmosphere that, that that was um, Nashville had to be that times 10 uh, with all the people that were in town and um, with the indie cars racing there. Did you feel any, sense of extra added pressure with IndyCar being there? I mean, knowing all those people where they're watching that kind of like, you know, I don't, I, I really want to do well in front of this big crowd. Was there, was there pressure or was it just kind of, you just got to go out and run a race? I mean, you certainly thought about it and knew that they were there and uh, it was definitely a weekend you wanted to put on, you know, show what you could do um, as far as in the, and once you got in the car, you know, then the thought kind of went away and you just had to go in there and do your job. But, um, yeah, I think in the end of the weekend, it was something you definitely thought about and wanted, you, I think maybe brought a little bit stronger sense of focus throughout the whole weekend. Um, you know, so I, I thought it was good that they were there and I'm uh, looking forward to next year. It just feel, it just feels like that course, um, just a high speed, um, I mean, I, I couldn't believe it, honestly, that, that was such a nice, weekend for everybody and i'm glad they're doing it again and and i suspect it'll be around for quite a while um you know i hope that uh they keep the trans am as part of that because opportunities like that are great for you guys to be able to go out and, and have like you said that that almost video game feeling that's interesting he's i was ready, he's getting ready to have another big opportunity too here at the beginning of the yeah month, well at the beginning of november i was going to transition to that um the of course you guys are going to coda um, to be a part of the F1 weekend there, right? No, uh, that's the yeah. week after, after. After. Oh, you're there the week after. after the okay. Week after. Okay. All right. So, oh, that's yeah. too bad. I thought you were running. Okay. I know the F4. That would have been, so, been wild. Yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> that would have been incredible to be able to. So you're there the week after. But, um, you know, I mean, just to be able to race on some of these facilities, um, for somebody who's been in racing such a short time, like you've – it's almost like you've you spent a year in elementary, then a year in junior high, and a year in high, and a year in college, and now you're in the pros. Like you, you didn't even uh, hardly get comfortable in your at your locker in any of the schools, and you were to the next level. Um, I mean, has that been overwhelming at all for you as as a as a racer to try and absorb all these different kinds of cars so quickly? It certainly was at first. Like when I first moved into the late model or, or first ran uh, like an ARCA race. Um, you know, those are so different going to a bigger track, that sort of thing. Um, I think as I've done more and gone to different places, you kind of get used to adapting and get more confidence that you can be fast and adapt, uh, right away. So I think it's, it's gotten better as time's gone on and, um, hopefully we'll continue to be better. You've done, um, some weight model racing this year, but, uh, you've also done some marker racing. Talk about those two different forms of racing and who you've been racing for and kind of what's, what you've been up to with those. Yeah, we, uh, started out the year racing super late models, uh, at New Smyrna, did the speed weeks there, uh, and had some pretty good speed. I think we finished second twice. Uh, then we had some bad luck as well. Um, and then ARCA, I did my first ARCA race at Dover in May, which was, um, a pretty severe transition, but um, I, it was a fun track for sure. Severe transition. <laughs> um, I enjoyed it, just getting used to the, how the dirty air works uh, at high speed in those cars. Um, and then Michigan, we were really fast. Um, I know you asked who I was driving for. That was with Tyler Young. Tyler Young, yeah. Uh, and I did the Supers with, with Chris Wimmer uh, down there. Um, 
but Tyler's been great. We had a lot of speed at Michigan. I think we really had a second or third place car there. Uh, unfortunately, uh, just had a fuel pressure problem and then um, had to retire early. But I'm um, looking forward to Kansas here in two weeks. Yeah, I wanted to talk about that because you talk about the speed you had at Michigan, Kansas, another mile and a half track. Are you really looking forward to hitting the track there? You know, what when you're racing in these different series, what is the prep like? You got to go from one car to the next to the next. You know, is there a lot of simulator time? What is your what is your prep like? Yeah, especially going to these bigger mile, mile and a half tracks. Um, definitely some sim time just to get used to the line you run and um, as much as you can. Obviously, it's only so much is realistic. Um, biggest part, just getting used to the air, especially with limited practice, but working with my, my crew guys and just kind of building out a plan for the weekend and what we're trying to do. And like Dover, our goal was really just to run all the laps since it was my first race. Um, and we actually ended up being pretty competitive at the end, I think, for, for our first race. Um, and it was a team drill, first ARCA race also. Um, and then we go to Michigan and kind of the same – attitude just tried to just had speed in the car and, and went with it um so you know i think now that we know we've had speed on these bigger tracks we can go to kansas and get pretty aggressive i think your uh your schedule here in the next couple of weeks is a testament to how much you've just learned because you're going from kansas to nashville to coda uh all in a span of like three weeks and then you know uh, or and then back the five flags at the end or at the beginning of December. So it it you're changing up a lot in these in this next month. Yeah, uh, there's only been like two or three weekends where I've run two of the same car in a row all year. I think uh, <laughs> had like two back to back Trans Am races twice. But late model has been scattered in here and there. Um, will actually be two back to back late models here. We're at Florence um, two weekends ago, and then we'll be at um south boston this weekend so um i'll be good to run those back to back and so you've got quite the schedule um and i know you can't do all this by yourself so you've got about 30 seconds who helps you make it up yeah absolutely i mean i still have to thank my parents first and foremost um they got me started and i wouldn't be here without them uh, my sponsors nick taylor underwear and interstate foam and supply um and all the teams i've worked with and um, people who have helped set up these deals have uh, been a huge help for me. How do people follow you? Uh, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at, just at Connor Mozak. Um, I try to post updates where I'm racing and what I'm doing. M-O-S-A-C-K. Yes. Connor Mozak. Also, ConnorMozakRacing.com. There you go. That's the website. Been fun to have uh, Connor aboard. We'll keep up with his progress, uh, and we're going to take a break. When we come back, we will talk dirt track racing and Mini Tyrell coming up, too. Back in a moment. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Whew. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. 
If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. A Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop into HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a Facebook message and tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. This is William Swalich, and you're listening to Lead Lap Radio. Welcome back to Lead Lap. As we roll on with our program, we're going to switch from road course and asphalt uh, short track to dirt track racing here. We try to cover everything that uh, competes in the southeast and mid-Atlantic somewhere along the way here on this program. And we've got Hunter Weaver back with us, our dirt track insider from, uh, well, uh, Blue Ridge Outlaws is probably where best you know him. Uh, He is one of the announcers for that series, and I'm sure we'll talk about what's going on there. Hunter, welcome back to the show. Good to talk some dirt always with you. Um, First of all, tell us uh, the highlights from this past weekend. Who are the big winners uh, throughout the Southeast this past week? Well, Mother Nature won quite a few tracks this past yeah. weekend, but uh, exactly. it won it, it won our race at Carolina, but that got uh, postponed to this coming weekend on uh, Saturday, so uh, it just got moved up a week, and then it was supposed to be at East Lincoln this weekend, and that got moved up another week, so that just uh, it just kind of re- redone, reshuffled the schedule, if you will, but uh, uh, hopefully the weather's looking good all week this week, so fingers crossed that we get the, the King of the Carolinas in at uh, Carolina Speedway, 
But um, the ones that did get in, uh, Jonathan Davenport, Lucas Oil, Lake Mono Dirt Series, he won both uh, in uh, the state of Georgia at uh, Dixie and Rome Speedway. He won both races Saturday and Sunday night um, with the Lucas Oil, Lake Mono Dirt Series. Um, Carolina Clash, they were at Sumter Speedway, the big Ed Gibbons Memorial uh, Saturday night. And Anthony Sanders, after 12 years of trying, finally gets his first Good Carolina Clash victory. And uh, everybody knows him as Big A, Big A's custom yep. graphics. And uh, finally got it. He picked up his first win back in May with the Ultimate Supers, and then uh, he picked up dominating uh, Saturday night at uh, at Sumter uh, over Steve Banal and Michael Brown. And uh, that was just some of the marquee uh, type events that happened this past weekend. Um, Harris Speedway, they were supposed to run a big 5,000 to win uh, front-wheel drive race, but that got called off. So, but they ended up running a local uh weekly divisions fall brawl if you will um and some of the big winners uh lee higdon picking up a win in craig sportsman uh rod tucker in the uh, 602 lake models um uh, josh Ayers picking up two wins winning winning in extreme four and pure stock so he swept both divisions that he competed in uh on saturday night and blake Pryor getting the win in the renegade and uh, street stock division so that was just some of the highlights. And also uh, the one guy that runs with us on Blue Ridge, the one-man gang, we call him Jimbo Bray, picking up uh, his first uh, win in quite a long time over at East Lincoln in the uh, Lightning Lake model division over there uh, on Saturday night. So there's a few tracks got in, but uh, not as much we'd like. But uh weather's looking good this week, so it's uh, all looking better this week. Really uh, intrigued. Uh, Michael Brown is a driver that uh... – I've watched for a number of years kind of come up through the ranks and um, I just feel like uh, he's one driver. If somebody ever put him in the right car and took him uh, Lucas oil racing or world of outlaw late model racing, that young man would get some wins and run for a championship. I have no doubts about that. there's a couple other guys that I really would throw in that Dalton Wilson's one guy I've yes. been looking at yep. that, that he's been rising through this year. And I, I can, I'd, I'd like to see him getting a ride. Trent Ivy would be a definitely yep. another one. For sure. His dad, his dad, Petey, uh, a legendary name and, um, all the connections that Petey formed over the years in racing and things like that. And Trent's got that connection too with driving. And uh, there's, there's, like I said, there's quite a few guys that uh, that deserve those opportunities. Yeah, it's it's great to see the uh, level of competition still so high um, at these tracks in this area here in in the various late model divisions, uh, and you know even in the modifieds. I mean, the you know overall this year the the modified series uh, plural um, in this area, um, mid east, all of them have been just uh, really entertaining to watch wherever they wherever they've gone. It's great to see the. Uh, uh, the car counts, and I know you guys obviously have one that kind of runs with your series now um, with Blue Ridge that uh, has, I think, its first year as well, right? Correct, and uh, it's uh, it's going to be more, uh, we've kind of just run one or two tracks this year just to kind of test the waters and see where we need to be, but the rule changes are going to be, we were going to try to wear with Blue Ridge where we run the bigger motors with the smaller motors, but we really only had one UMP modified run all year with us, so it's going to be formally a crate series next year Okay. Uh, that we're going to be able to take on the road, and um, we're going to uh, go spread out with some other tracks, and they'll kind of tour with the late models as well next year. So race fans, a lot of times you're going to see double headers um, at a lot of our stops next year. And we're going to give you a little bit of a teaser. We're going to have uh, the schedule's going to be cut down just a little bit. Uh, it's going to be cut to 24 points races. 
And then after that, there'll be just regular, just money, non-point, like a bonus series type thing at okay. that point. And um, we got three stops at Fayetteville that I know of, uh, East Lincoln, Ararat, uh, and Lancaster uh, all are on the schedule. Um, they've already put in for their dates for next year. And um, so we got a, a pretty another good series forming as well and um, some drivers that are um, that are talking about wanting to run full-time next year. So it should be uh, a pretty – another good year in 2022. But um, uh, we're looking forward to – another race that I wanted to hit was 311 uh, Motor Speedway. Um, Jonathan Brown that runs modifies at Bowman Gray Stadium yes. decided that he wanted to put his own race. And he not they knocked it out of the park. That place was jam packed full of people. I've never seen that many race cars there. There were a hundred I think I was looking, there was like a hundred race cars there. And believe it or not, the smallest class was there was thirteen in front wheel drive and that was the smallest class there. Wow. And they had a, a any car race. Um they had six oh two Crate Lake models. Um Jeff Parsons, one of our modified guys, won the modified race, Jamison McBride and six oh four Lake models and uh um it was uh, it was good to see that heck of a good turnout and they're talking about wanting to do another one in November at three eleven. So hopefully um there was some questions about the track of uh, its state and uh what's gonna be happening. So hopefully things like this will keep the track alive. Wow. So Jonathan Brown, he promoted that event. Is that what you're saying? Yes. He, wow, uh, that's he great. Took, you know, about two or three months ago, the idea came up, and really, he I haven't seen a, an event promoted like that. It, it's just like the old days of where you would see banners all over the street corners. They would I've seen pictures of it everywhere. That's great. And uh, that was it was awesome to see and see a, a driver come in on the promoting side and know what it's like to be on both sides of the fence. So really, hats off to Jonathan Brown, that's for sure. I agree. And, uh, you know, you'll have to keep us up to date on the one that's, uh, if he schedules another one, because uh, I'd like to, be, uh, like to be a part of it. I also want to throw in a little bit of, you know, in the dirt track uh, hemisphere sort of news. The uh, American Flat Track Series rolled into the dirt track at Charlotte Motor Speedway to round out their season. And there was a bit of a scary crash on Saturday where uh, yes. Sammy Halbert uh, ramped over the bike of Briar Bauman that went down just in front of him, launched him about 10 feet up in the air and at back least. down. And uh, he was transported to the local hospital. So we want to wish him a, a speedy recovery and, and well wishes after that. That was a very scary crash that happened down there. Yeah, did you? Yeah, do I, I, I seen the replay of that, and yeah. then I had a friend of mine was there that posted on Facebook. He said he saw him. He said he went. A, he, he said a good hundred feet in the air, and that that's a, a terrible crash. So I want to <laughs> uh, give that to, that driver a shout out. I didn't know the name, but I knew that was probably one. Of, that was probably one of the scariest incidents I've seen all year in anything. Yeah, it it reminded me of the. Um... There was a similar incident, but it was just a one bike incident at the NHRA race where a a, a biker ended up uh, crossing the center line and and um, and hit the hit the barrier and 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 flew off the bike and um, they took him to the hospital as well. That's uh, just uh, the bike stuff is scary and uh, I don't know if it was quite a hundred feet in the air, but uh, certainly it was ten feet in the air and that's far enough when you're. Uh, landing um so yeah it was one of the the scariest things i've ever seen so uh uh praying for him um that he will be okay but uh okay so uh give us a synopsis we got about a minute a minute and a half what's uh coming up this weekend that we should be paying attention to you mentioned uh the rescheduled carolina race for you guys 
Yes, Carolina Speedway. It'll be a two-night show. Friday night, they're running a Lightning Lake model shootout, 1,000 to win, headlining. Uh, some of the classes will be doing heat races. Saturday night, the Buddy Smith Memorial for the part of the key to Carolinas with the Blue Ridge Outlaw. Lake models, 2,500 to win. Uh, that's just one uh, part of this weekend. Uh, Carolina class, they'll invade Lakeview Motor Speedway for the first time uh, this weekend as well. Um, not sure if Sumter's running. I know uh, Cherokee, uh, they're not running until next weekend. They have a pretty big uh, race of the Steel Block Bandits, but uh, um, some good stuff coming this weekend, that's for sure. Well, uh, we'll look forward to uh, trying to figure out uh, what's going on, and of course it all leads up to uh, what what is probably the biggest dirt track race uh, in the area coming up for the uh, World of Outlaws uh, at, in the beginning of November, the World Final. And uh, it's hard to and believe yeah, that that's only a couple weeks away. It's crazy. The years flew by. But don't forget the week before you have the, the Dry Dean World Short that's Track. That's right. Yeah, the World Charlotte. Short Tracks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Halloween Havocs that weekend at East Lincoln as well. Um, that's, that's coming up at East Lincoln. Also, this weekend is the big Thunder Bomber Classic race at Travers Rest. 10,000 to win Thunder Bombers uh, Saturday night at uh, Travers Rest Speedway. 10,000 to win for the Thunder Bomber class? Wow, that's like hitting the lottery. I also really, really love Travelers Rest Speedway. It's a very nice. Speedway. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's now, is Scott, uh, is Scott still doing that, Hunter Childress? Mm-hmm. Now he's actually been out of uh, uh, he's been out of there probably about probably four probably about three or four years. Oh wow! I'm behind the times. Um, it's uh, yeah, that's a neat place. Uh, wow! So yeah, lots of action coming up, and uh, we'll have more to talk about with Hunter on uh, next week's show. So uh, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it as always. Have a great week. Yes, sir. Thank you, Tom. That's Hunter Weaver, and uh, we'll check with check with him again next week to uh, see who won all these big shows this weekend. I hope it uh, stops raining in this area because, like he said, about uh, half the shows that were scheduled to Carolinas got rained out over the weekend. And nope. That's the reason why the uh, American Flat Track Grab happened. Briar Bauman actually hit a, a wet tra- a wet patch up out of the groove. Oh, he and, did. Is that got what a little happened? loose? And- yeah. Man, those guys are crazy in that series. Absolutely crazy. Okay, we're going to uh, take a break. When we come back, we switch gears back to asphalt again. Uh, Mini Tyrell picked up a win not too long ago in cars. Back with more in a minute. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Motorsports sales professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. You are a waste. A loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. 
You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one Internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Leland Honeyman, and you're listening to Lead Lap Radio. So Leland Honeyman has been uh, off for a few weeks because uh, the Carolina Pro Late Model Series was scheduled to uh, hold a race in Hickory, but that got postponed to Saturday, November 6th, which will be run in conjunction with the Fall Brawl. And, of course, that same weekend is the World Final um, at the Dirt Track at Charlotte and the North-South Shootout at Caraway for the Modifieds, et cetera. So three big races. We were talking about the same this. Weekend. On, we were talking about this on the way up. These next few weeks are just jam-packed. Of oh, it's racing. great. It's we're, great. we're trying to have to decide where we want to go. It's almost. Uh, it's almost like overload because you can't you can't be everywhere, right? But uh, I'd I'd like to be in all three of those places that Saturday. So we're gonna have to see about staggering it uh, somehow. So we go uh, one track each day of that weekend. But anyways, uh, we've got uh, Minnie Tyrell on the phone with us now, and um, Minnie is a young man uh, who is uh, really I'm sure sky high right now. Um, right, my young friend, uh, after winning your first cars tour race, finally uh, after. Uh, a year and a half of trying, picked up the win at Tri-County not too long ago. Congratulations, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, definitely a, a high for us there. It was, uh, we're still on cloud nine, and we've already we've already been through two more races. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you about that, because um, after a big win like that, I mean, the next race, it's almost, I think, half a letdown because, you know, it's sort of like, oh, I got to go do this again. But then you're still sort of uh, you go in with more confidence. But um, let's back up a little bit uh, because uh, we're new to the WSIC family of radio stations here. Um, so uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your background and um, how you kind of got where you are in the Cars Tour because you started racing a late model at what, 10 years old or 11 Nine, nine and a half, actually, I started the first race, yeah. That's insane. Uh, and did you race anything prior to that? 
Yes, sir. I uh, I started in go karts when I was four years old, okay. and uh, I raced go karts up until I was about you know seven or eight. Um, I won forty eight races in go karts. I won Daytona World Nationals at the yeah. dirt track. Okay. That's right. Um, yeah, did did a lot of that stuff. I run some arena car races, um, stuff, a couple of Bandolera races. I ran the shootout two years in a row um, down there at Charlotte, and uh, was then moved into a late model at nine and a half and kind of pursued with that and ran some tracks that were non-NASCAR sanctioned while I could because I wasn't 14 yet and then, uh, was able to rack up quite a few wins there. I think I got about 17 of them and then uh, run through one, two championships and um, moved on to the car store at 14. Uh, we got Connor Mozak in the studio with us here. We were talking to him in the first segment. He even start racing a Legends car till he was eighteen, and uh, you were already uh, into uh, you're already into a late model. And now you're what fifteen now, sixteen? No, I just turned seventeen. Oh wow! Okay, time flies. Yes, so yeah, yeah, you're still younger than yeah. than he. Yeah, and you still uh, have all that uh, ahead of him. It's just, it's just it's funny how uh, that different uh, drivers, different situations there. But um, you've really done very well uh, for yourself for for kind of getting up through um, the late models for such a young age, and and uh, you're you're so much fun to uh, be around and talk to because you really have a nice personality. Talk a little bit about. Um, some of your work off the track, uh, because, um, you've been a part of a whole lot of, um, fundraising and charitable work and, uh, just doing some really special things for somebody your age. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, at the age I was, uh, six years old, uh, Ella Day, who was seven at the time, she had got diagnosed with a brain tumor and, uh, they were very close friends of my, my my family. Uh, it's the Day family and Ryan Day. Uh, I know we were at a campfire one night yep. with them, and I had overheard him talk about you know expenses and things like that for Ella because you know the disease that she was going through. So I told Dad, uh, you know, we need to start doing something with the go karts and uh, get together and raise the money and help children who were in need uh, and they're fighting this terrible disease called pediatric cancer. Um, so we get went ahead and started doing that. I partnered with the uh, Jeff Gordon Children's Foundation when I was eight years old. Uh, and we've been raising money, raising money for uh, racing to raise money for uh, to, uh, for the for pediatric cancer research. And um, not too long ago, when I was about 14, we partnered or we did a lot of things with uh, the Friends of Jacqueline Foundation. Yes, um, they're they're all about uh, improving the quality of life, and um, it's a great program. The whole Murphy family, uh, praying for Dennis and everybody there. Um, but you know, they're, they're awesome people and, uh, the work they do is incredible. So if y'all want to go check out, uh, the friends of Jacqueline foundation, uh, please visit their website. Um, it's an awesome organization. What is the website, sir? I believe it's friends of Jacqueline foundation. I want to say it's either dot org or dot com. It's one of the, it's it might be FOJ. Yeah, I believe it's dot yeah. org. Yes, yeah. Sir. Yeah, Friends of Jacqueline, it's a great organization. Yeah, Connor's a part of that as well, I know. So uh, just a just a, a, a really amazing uh, uh, organization that does so much for uh, younger kids with uh, the pediatric cancer and such. So, um, okay, so back to the track we go, and you, uh, you picked up a win at Tri-County. That had to be just so special, man. You did well all weekend that weekend, too. You were hot. Yeah, no, we, we kind of came off the trailer um, kind of swinging. We didn't practice Thursday. Uh, we went right to the Friday practice. Uh, we didn't have any tires that we were able to buy, so we were on old tires out of the gate. Uh, I think we had probably 40 laps on them. 
And uh, we were on them all weekend. We never changed a set of tires. And, uh, I mean, we were pretty good. We were pretty quick on the board. And uh, we went out qualifying and uh, rattled off a pretty, pretty good time there, which I was pretty surprised. I didn't think it was going to get that fast. But um, uh, for sure, it was pretty quick there. Um, we went through the race, uh, led a couple laps, and then Mike Looney got around us uh, pretty early on. I knew we were going pretty hard, so I rode, uh, conserved my stuff a little bit, slid back to fourth. Um, then we were able to kind of work our way back to the front after a restart. And uh, from there, we kind of just found the high line, and uh, the rest was, was that. Uh, we were able to just pull away and seal the deal. Well, certainly uh, had to be a proud moment for you and the team, and uh, I know that you can't do all this by yourself, so you got about a minute. Who helps you make it happen, buddy? Oh, man, I can't thank uh, Buzzy Racing enough um, for providing that drivetrain. Uh, Solid Rock Carriers, Kirk Ipoc, uh, they're the biggest supporters. I love them to death. Um, obviously, Amish Shed. Uh, who else we got? Um, Urban Weibel with that. Dave Henderson with BDL Motorsports. Uh, Friends of Jacqueline Foundation. Obviously, Jeff Gwynn Children's Foundation. Hendrick Motorsports. Um, and all the guys back at home. I appreciate every one of them. Moon Racing. Um, yeah, I just can't thank everybody enough for, uh, for getting me to the racetrack. Okay, real, real quick. Where can fans follow you, Minnie? Uh, you can follow me on all social medias, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, et cetera, at Mini Tyrell, M-I-N-I-T-Y-R-R-E-L-L, or you can go to minityrell.com. And uh, look forward to talking to you again uh, a little later on as we get into the winter season. I want to have you on when we can talk more about your uh, career and some of the, uh, the fundraising and such that you do in more detail, man. It's good to have you on and uh, look forward to talking to you again soon. Congratulations on the first win, man. I'm proud of you. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. That is many Tyrell. And uh, it uh, brings us to a close. Wow, that was a very quick show. Uh, again, um, we are going to give away a book. Everybody go to at Lee Lap Show on Facebook. At Lee Lap Show. Just type in Lee Lap Show uh, on Facebook. And uh, if you like the post about the book and share it, uh, you can uh, be eligible to win, and we're going to do that drawing next week. So uh, win a copy of Deadly Driver. That's it. We're out of here. Have a great week, everybody. So long. You've been listening to The Lead Lap Show, home to Southeast Motorsports coverage on the radio. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Lead Lap Show on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And visit leadlapshow.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of the Lead Lab Show. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of the Lead Lab Show. Thank you for listening.